0: Hey, what's up good people, Nixon Canale here and welcome to this third episode of our Crypto in Africa podcast. Crypto in Africa podcast is a podcast around crypto in Africa where we get just to sit down and talk to industry leaders and experts around crypto adoption and the direction Africa is taking when it comes to crypto. Already, as I said, this is the third episode and we've done two episodes already which are really up on various podcast streaming platforms we could actually check out and we we'll been talking about CBDCs. We're talking about crypto adoption, and for this new episode, we're gonna be talking about peer-to-peer exchange platforms, or what are commonly known as P2P in Africa. So, again, I'm gonna be hosting some pretty interesting people, including uh, Victoria, who's actually a blockchain content team lead at Portex Inc. uh Also, I'm having Benjamin Aruda, who's the founder and lead at Blockchain Consultant, Chain Advice, Blockchain Advisory, and Chioma Agbo, who is a freelance crypto writer. All the way from Nigeria, yeah. So we're we'll to be talking about something for you interesting. So keep along and engage us. Listen along. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for for the panelists and thanks, you know, for just everyone uh, who will keep joining us. You know, later on, we're still waiting for one of the panelists to join in. But I think this, uh, you know, should be uh, a good point for. Um, for us to start. So my name is Nick Anari, I'm a a tech journalist in Nairobi, uh, and I cover topics around crypto uh, startups and all that. And in this session, you know, uh, I'm glad to be hosting uh, Chioma and Victoria. And of course, as I said, we are waiting for Benjamin to join us later on. And of course, you know, I'm gonna let everyone introduce themselves, you know, um, in a few, but basically we're gonna be talking today is, um, you know, um, peer-to-peer exchange in Africa, the adoption and where we are and where we are heading. And over the last couple of weeks and days, the last trips that we've done, we've had quite an interesting conversation around, you know, crypto adoption in Africa. That was, the, that was what we did for our first episode. And in the second episode, we had an interesting, interesting conversation as well around, you know, um, central bank digital currencies, or CBDCs, you know, as they are commonly known. And for this session, for this, uh, you know, webinar, we're going to be talking about peer-to-peer. Where we? Where are we? We we're growing, you know, and basically in the future, how the future looks like, you know, in Africa, and of course the top countries, of course, including Nigeria, Kenya, and all the other African countries. So to kick us off, just let you know uh, the panelists introduce themselves. We can start with Chuma.
1: Tell us about yourself. What you do.
2: Good morning. Morning to you. Okay, my name is Chuma and um i am a blockchain writer i write about cryptocurrencies i write about Mm -hmm. decentralized finance i write about metaverse autonomous organizations in simple everyday language i prefer to let people understand the jargons in tech yeah
0: you know which is actually a good thing because most of us some people really don't understand the deep tech so, breaking down it down for works very well. Yes. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much,
3: sure. All right. Thank you so much, Victoria. Hi. So nice to meet you guys. So, my name is Victoria, and um, I'm really excited to be here. I'm a mm-hmm. blockchain content creator. I've worked with um, different projects, mm-hmm. different firms, uh, marketing firms and different organization in the blockchain ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for me, it's always so exciting being a part of anything in the blockchain ecosystem, especially things that discusses growth and as well as educates people around, around what is happening in the system as a whole. So um, that's basically what I do. And I'm excited to see the kind of growth we are ex- uh, experiencing in Africa also. Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> that's a little bit about me. All right, thank you so much Victoria. And as I said, we are waiting for Benjamin to join us. Maybe, you know, once he's doing us, we're gonna, you know, let him do the introduction. But, you know, as as I said, we're gonna be talking about peer-to-peer, and of course, which has been, you know, one of the biggest things we've seen, you know, happening in Africa over the last couple of, uh, you know, couple of, uh, you know, years. And, uh, you know, um, it's been really popular in Africa compared to other markets. We've seen the industry grow. We've seen many Africans adopting crypto, and we've actually seen, you know, um, these platforms keep growing and you know, new ones coming up. So, you know, you know, a good starting point will be just to understand where we are in Africa, you know, when it comes to you know peer-to-peer. So again, I'm gonna let, let Victoria take this first. So Victoria, from your, you know, uh, where you're sitting, uh, what you've covered, what you do, you know, how would you describe this space right now? Where are we, you know, enough when it comes to peer-to-peer? Shema, can you take this as you wait for Victoria?
3: Yeah, we can. I can hear you, but like it was frozen for like a while. I
0: couldn't hear anything. Oh, oh yeah. So you know, uh, the question was, uh, the question was, uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, let's say you know the good starting point would be for us to talk about, you know, where we are right now in Africa in terms to peer to p Of course, we've seen the continent grow. We've seen, of course, new part, uh, new external part of coming up, and of course, uh, huh? we've seen a number of Kenyans adopting crypto and all that. So, for where are sitting and what you do, and how would you describe this space right now? Where are we in Africa?
3: Well, honestly, I think we are actually catching on really fast. You know, it's so difficult for you to go out on the street and ask a common person, do you know this coin or that coin? And you will will find someone that is completely clueless. It's very difficult. Even Mm -hmm. my father has a crypto wallet. That's how how much we've grown to to a very large extent. We have a lot of young professionals who work full-time like myself in the crypto space And when you Mm -hmm. talk of P2P, I think if you check even on the global rating, Nigeria has a very high rating. That's globally. And same with a lot of African countries. We have South Africa there, too. And we have Kenya. We have a lot of African countries really embracing the blockchain technology. And I think more than any technology we've seen so far, I think this is one that we can be very confident that Africa will not be left behind. Because we are doing so much in this space and we are yeah. making so much impact, so I think to a very large extent we are we are we've we've really come a long way, and I think we are still going a long way too. All
0: well, right, yeah, that's quite interesting. Because you know, I was reading a report you know uh, the other day, and they were talking about how you know crypto adoption in Africa grew by you know twelve hundred percent, you know between July twenty twenty and you know June twenty twenty one. So that's quite a massive. A massive growth. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe Chioma, you know, tell us, what are your thoughts on this? You know, where are we in Africa?
2: Yeah, like Victoria said, I think we are making huge progress, you know. Um, even if you ask a market woman on the street, she knows what yeah. cryptocurrency is. She may not be able to give you a, a full definition of the term and um, a lot of the use cases. But of mm. course, she has an idea of what digital currencies or cryptocurrencies are. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. we're making good progress. And to to uh, when you look into the tech space, you see yeah. a lot of things are going on. A lot of young Nigerians are are, are making strides, huge mm-hmm. strides in making sure that this um technology gets to everyone. So I think we're making good progress. All
0: right, that's good to see. remember as I said, you know, uh, I was reading a report about they talking about how you know, the, I mean, it grew by 1200%, which is really quite a massive number. And maybe, you know, one would ask, what's driving this growth? Especially markets like you know, Nigeria, Kenya, you know, I mean, it's, it's growing big. What's driving this growth?
2: Okay, um, I don't know, Victoria, do you have something yeah. to mm-hmm. say about this before me?
0: Victoria?
3: No, I think the question is for you. I, I will go right after you, I'm good. all right right. um for as to what is
2: driving the growth a lot of things can be seen around the african space Mm -hmm. that you would say Mm -hmm. these are the things but we would mention some of them one major factor for me is the constant devaluation of the african currencies of our fiat Mm -hmm. currencies it's 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 crazy that Between the period of time when I read an article that said between the period of time when that was in 2015, when the first um, um, warning ban on crypto on Bitcoin came out in Kenya, to 2021, the Bitcoin had seen 11,000 percent growth, and the Kenyan the Kenyan um, fiat currency has lost seven percent of its value. So first and foremost is the constant devaluation of the African currencies. Mm -hmm. Then you look at access to financial services. I mean, okay, this can be attributed to infrastructural developments in Africa.
1: Mm -hmm. So
2: that is a cost. And then we have savings, Need young Africans, young Nigerians, Kenyans, young Africans generally want Mm -hmm. to save money. And then when they see the margin, the interest margin, of saving with financial institutions, as against saving in cryptocurrencies and all of these digital currencies, you know yeah. the, the 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 difference is so much. Then we have ease of cross border remittances.
1: Yeah.
2: Sending the other day, I, I, I sent an article that I wrote and um, I was to be paid, and I checked the the the, the, the interest or the fee sorry the fee that i was going to pay by using any financial institution as i guess yeah. using crypto i was like and with crypto it's almost like zero percent fee yeah
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: so cross border remittance and 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 payment the convenience and speed of using cryptocurrency is, mm. is unparalleled you know so i think these are some of the reasons why um the, the adoption of cryptocurrency is, is increasing. And, and then yeah, when we come to talk about peer-to-peer, you know, when you don't have to go through a third party to make, yeah. make payments or to transfer mm-hmm. money, it's mm-hmm. amazing because it, it boycotts all of the, the
0: formalities and yeah. helps you
2: get a higher value for your mm-hmm. money.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think so I those are basically it. All right. And actually, thank you before I actually, you know, I jump into Victoria. Thank God you mentioned to peer-to-peer. And of course you uh, earlier you mentioned like you know, you try to break down the jargon to you know to you know to people really don't understand you know yeah. everything about crypto and uh, so yeah. what does really peer to peer entail? What does it entail? Okay,
2: peer-to-peer is um is an exchange of value without a third party yes yeah. so you you see mr a and mr b wants to carry out a transaction and mm-hmm. then they do it without needing a financial institution or someone to go in between them yeah that's basically layman's what fair to pay means
0: mm-hmm. all right interesting so chioma just back to the question you know i let you know Chioma answer yeah what does the figures I gave, you know, uh, tell you about, about the space? I mean, what is really pushing this, 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 increased, this increased adoption?
3: I think in one word, I would say inflation. Um, more than any place, I, I've not lived in other African countries, I've read reports, but I can say for Nigeria, as it, the, the prices of things currently are crazy. The rate of inflation yeah. we've experienced in the past few years has been the kind we've never seen. And I think Mm. more than ever, it has really shown the need for a currency that actually truly adds value. Mm. As a person, I don't don't get paid in any other means other than crypto. I don't take it. I only get paid in cryptocurrency. I mostly only save my money in crypto. Then when I need to trade, I use Mm. peer-to-peer. That's the only way I earn money. And that's the only way I spend money. I use Mm. peer-to-peer. This morning, before coming on this call, I've done that. That, If I need Mm. to make any day-to-day transaction in my Mm. own local currency, I use Mm. pay-to-pay to to make sure that, okay, I can now transact. Because over time, just like I think Choma made mention of that, one, you can can comfortably make money without getting third-party charges which are mostly very ridiculous. Because I remember when my sister was in school, my mom would send that money from Nigeria to a bank. Nigerian banks would take their own charges. Foreign mm. banks would take their own charges before she now gets a sum of the money, which is really crazy. And at the end of the day, we were pushing for decentralization. It's cutting away systems like that that exist. That mostly like they charge ridiculously. On the fact that I rarely even save on my account, almost every month I get charged at least one thousand naira. At least one thousand naira on maintenance fee. How crazy is that? A bank that yeah. I can't boast of 1,000 as profits or maybe um, interest rates mm-hmm. a month, but you charge me that same amount to maintain my account with you while that's you use crazy. my money to make money. How crazy is that? That's that's really fucked up. And I think our generation sees that. And we, I don't want to use the word woke, but I'm in Nigeria and we are woke, and we are like, we are really aware we yeah. understand what is happening, and we can't allow those systems to be in place. You, yeah. I don't know if you get so. An average Nigerian sees the opportunity of cryptocurrency as an empowerment. Means. Mm-hmm. It empowers us both in terms of trade, both in terms of earning, and mm-hmm. it, and it gives us freedom. And I think that's what crypto, and that's what I think majorly drives the uh, what's it called the growth in Africa as a whole. And mm-hmm. I think the situation in Nigeria extends across Africa, reading like true studies and all of that. And I think those things can be channeled to the
0: major drive
3: behind the growth of cryptocurrency as a whole.
0: Oh, interesting. And, and actually, uh, you know, um, you know, Africa, you know, when you combine some of these top countries, uh, you know, um, across the continent, must, you know, around $1 uh, or $5 billion worth of crypto, uh, you know, in focus for the year ending in 2021. And, uh, you know, of course, driven by peer-to-peer, you know, a transaction, you know, of course, in the key growth market. And you've seen countries like, you know, uh, Nigeria, Kenya, Nigeria, South Africa and Tanzania having some of the highest, gas adoptions. So what does it tell you about the future of peer-to-peer, the future of crypto in these top markets?
3: Wow! See, I think like, I I think I get uh, really excited when I talk about blockchain topics, and it's very evident yeah. Yeah. because I think we have a really long way to go. And see, when I say your future is bright for Africa, I mean it because the rates of people we have, you know, even aside from centralized exchanges, that you yeah. could at least, that you could go on to use the peer to peer aspect. One, per, like person to person, even without using centralized exchanges, peer to peer transactions are going on. At least in my, mm. I can't speak for Nigeria. As I said, as much as we are talking of Africa, I've lived in Nigeria and I can talk of the blockchain space and the crypto space in Nigeria. Mm. And mm. I can say that a lot of people trade outside of even any centralized exchange. Mm-hmm. People don't even need centralized exchange to change their cryptocurrency. You Mm -hmm. have a friend that owns coin as NERA. It's like everywhere. I can't count the number of times that I probably can't even go on Binance. All I need to say is, oh, can you send me your wallet address? Let me just send this coin Mm -hmm. to you. Then you get your money. Mm -hmm. You get So I think we, the future is really bright. And I think we have a really long way to go. But looking at the rate, because I I always say that we are still early in. These are still Mm -hmm. the early years. Because no matter how long you can claim you've been in the blockchain space, you can't be earlier than 2009. That's the truth. So we can say that we are still early in in the technology. And we Mm. can see how much the mainstream adoption has grown in the last three years. And since Mm. 2020 lockdown, we can say that we've experienced way more growth than we've ever seen in the ecosystem. Because Mm. the whole world can now see the importance of digital representation and the essence of being able to communicate outside of the four walls of an existing building or something. So I can say that we have a long way to go, but I think we are really on the right track. And Africa is definitely not, not taking the back seat this time.
0: All right, interesting. I mean, Chioma, is this something you agree with? Are we still early in the you know in adoption? How does the future look like according to you?
2: Yes, I I I agree with Victoria on, on most of what of what she said. But um there is one one aspect of it which I, I would really like for Africans to really do something on, which is with regards to um, policies and regulations. Because in as much as there are actors in this space, mm-hmm. see, the, the, the generation we find ourselves is one that... Every participant—you see millennials, you see Gen Zs, you see general alphas, Alpha—they're yeah. all want to do things. They just—they just want to break boundaries, to break barriers. Mm-hmm. But then, without regulation, people can do a whole lot of things wrong. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, the the statistics we have as regards peer to peer transactions is nothing compared to informal transactions that go on behind the scene. Mm-hmm. You see people do it on Twitter Spaces, on on um, WhatsApp, on Telegram, and yeah. then all of these transactions are not being taken into account. Now, when 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 we talk about remittances and all, um, as much as we are tax aversive, I believe personally that. Taxes are one of the major ways or, or, or avenues that governments, you know, um, develop the society. Yeah. So if, if taxation is cut off from crypto and, in fact, the blockchain industry as, as a mm-hmm. whole, it's going to really not sell. Okay, the, the, the input would really not be seen in the society. Mm-hmm. So individuals will of course make good money out of the space and then front it, but we will not see it reflect in our society mm-hmm. as much as it will do if we have regulations and policies guiding the use of this, this asset class. And then, you know, taxation is made available. So we know how much is paid for taxation and how these taxes have been used to develop our society.
1: Mm, all right, so that's
2: basically um what i would say this, when it comes to um the future of cryptocurrencies and the blockchain industry i would really want for the african governments mm-hmm. to look into um regulating the space you know work oh, with startup organizations and get policies policies that will not cripple the technology because if you make policies that people don't agree with the only just just okay for instance what what happened last year when when um financial institutions were asked to stay off cryptocurrencies and all yeah you Mm -hmm. find nigerians going to Still do what they want to do, but in a way that will not involve financial <laughs> institutions. Yeah, okay, so that's basically it for
0: me. And actually, it's 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 it, it, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you actually brought up the you know, um, the uh, you, you spoke about regulation because I remember last week when you we were talking about CBCs, one of the questions really tackled was you know around regulations. I mean. Previously, we saw even before Nigeria decided to come out with the E-Naira, the central bank of Nigeria came with the e you know, there was so much about crypto, right? Yeah, uh, saying yeah. how, you know, their Ponzi schemes, how, people, how Nigerians are being swindled. And we've seen the same thing in Kenya. You know, uh, when the central bank of Kenya was so much against, you know, warning Kenyans against trading around in crypto. And now, they just, you know, unveiled a, you know, uh, uh, you know they uh, unveiled a the white paper, I think. Basically, asking for recommendations, you know, people to just give feedback. Because they are considering now, you know, adopting you know a CBC. So my question is mm-hmm. around regulations. And you know, you know, after complaining and saying all oh, these, you know, maybe in Victoria, why why African government suddenly changing tune, and saying yeah we can actually now, you know, uh, sit down and talk about crypto and now think about central bank digital currencies. Maybe Victoria, you can jump in on this before uh, Tioma continues.
3: Okay, so honestly, I think to an extent, it's not like they are doing it because they want to. I, yeah. I don't think they, they are full yet, though. But I think mm-hmm. cryptocurrency is just one of those things that's a force you really can't stop. So mm-hmm. it's either you benefit from it, just so like Chema mentioned, or you don't, mm-hmm. but it's beyond them. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's either they mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. get to come on board. Mm-hmm. And see what they can profit from it because it's either you profit or you don't, but the fact that you can stop youth, mm-hmm. it's 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 just something they can only dream of because I don't think that can happen, and just like we always say in the crypto space, this is beyond one person, this is beyond yeah. two people, It's <laughs> yeah. a force that nobody can just stop. So I think at the end of the day, the, the only because I don't even think they are fully coming on board yet in mm-hmm. Nigeria, as much as we have in era. I don't think the government is in support of cryptocurrencies because my friends have gotten harassed by police for mm. having um, Binance app on their phone, oh, for yeah. having KuCoin, for just having cryptocurrencies on their phone. I remember like that was even last month. That's, oh, that's one of my friends from police station. Yes, recently, because they, they, they checked everything. They couldn't find what to take him for. And they asked him, why did he have crypto on his phone? and they could arrest him. So to an extent it was wrong because their boss we had to go, it was a long story, but then Mm. it was wrong. But if to an extent they didn't even think it was against the government's uh, order, there was no reason why they would even stop him. And that was some like last month. So I just, I don't think they are fully on board yet, but I think they won't have a choice than to be on board because that's money they are leaving on the table. Money they Mm -hmm. could use for healthcare and many other things.
0: Yeah, interesting. And maybe just before uh, Chioma jumps in, maybe uh, for those who are listening to us, attending to this webinar, if you have a question, just do it on the chat and actually allow one of the panelists to answer it. So Chioma, do you think African governments are not fully on board as, as, as Victoria says? Well, um, I wouldn't really say they are not
2: fully on board, but I would mm. say the situation is uncertain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uncertain because we don't have clear regulations.
1: Mm.
2: For instance, in South Africa there are no there are no restrictions, there are no
1: yeah.
2: um guidelines on how to participate. Mm. And then in Kenya we have don't involve in it because it's highly speculative. And in Nigeria yeah. we have Financial institutions should not get involved. So um, it's it's really uncertain where where we don't we don't know what the government is saying and what they are not saying. So yeah, that's basically what the situation is right now.
0: No, well, interesting. And, and and now that we're talking about you know about about um, you know about um, uh, these uh, you know settlements launching their own batch of money you think it's going to, to you know, to increase, uh, to drive, you know, P2P exchange more? Are you going to see? Okay.
2: Um, yes. I don't think it would, um, it would replace cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. but as for driving P2P transactions, yes, I think yeah. it will. Mm-hmm. It will, to a large extent, it would it encourage more participation because um, a lot of people may not even know the difference between CBDCs and yeah. cryptocurrency. So as, as, they, as they participate, as they come on board, they get to learn that, okay, this is IRA, this is mm-hmm. um, BTC, this is... Yeah. So it would it would drive
0: mass adoption. Oh, all right, interesting. Is it the same thing? I I do you agree with that, Victoria?
3: Well, honestly, I don't I don't think so, in all honesty. Yeah. Because if we look at this at the end of the day, the how would I would like to put it, a government that puts a ban on crypto trading,
1: mm-hmm.
3: having a coin. Because mm-hmm. if what do we do with in to an extent, if you look at it, it never has no solid use case. How? Yeah. Because One, you have your bank app, you have NERA. I can't go to the bank, uh, to the market and tell the market woman I want to send her in NERA. What does she Mm. know is NERA? She knows crypto. But why would she collect it from me? Because she has to go back to that same bank to find a it. It just makes it very burdensome. The Mm. truth is, if in NERA we have as much impact as they aim it to have,
0: then they need
3: to allow cryptocurrency as a legal form of payment. Because mm-hmm. if I cannot buy something with it in the Nigerian market space, then what yeah. is in error for? That's the question. My friend mm-hmm. sent a coin, for example, and somebody mistakenly writes cryptocurrency, they will put a ban on that account mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. you go to the bank. Currently, they will put a ban on that account. Mm-hmm. Happens, every, or, they put, or they put anything that links that it was crypto you sent to trade. Mm-hmm. They will put a ban on that account so what do you want me to do with Inera? If I can't go to the market to trade it, if I said, you can't, I don't know if you get my point at the end of the day, they asked me a lifting on the old restriction on cryptocurrency for us to fully on the, like enjoy what Inera can do to our currency. Because if crypto is not to an extent illegal to trade fully, I don't know if you get my point. And I could yeah. go to the market, I could conveniently send a coin to someone. It, like the use case starts being solid and it adds expression. And that way we could say that it has impact on the level of P2P trading in Nigeria as a whole. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. they don't set back on those rules, we cannot fully say that. We can only say that the ecosystem is growing because of those other um, points we've mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But without that, I don't know. I can't fully agree with that. I, I don't think so. Not I can't agree with that. I don't think so.
0: All right. And and of course, you know, um, you know how, how big Africa is when it comes to digital money. And of course, now that we're talking about P2P, you know, uh, make me understand, how, how is it driving, you know, the continent's digital money revolution?
3: When you talk about digital money... I think we talk about cryptocurrencies and beyond cryptocurrencies, to an extent, some people also count some of their assets as money. But I think at the end of the day, when we are talking of digital money, more than ever, we mean cryptocurrency. And I think when we talk about peer-to-peer, it's still around the same conversation we've been having. And peer-to-peer, I would say that it has really had much impact in the Cryptocurrency space because that was the original design. I wouldn't say yeah. much impact because cryptocurrency was designed to be a peer-to-peer de- uh, transaction system. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a it's a system that came together. Mm-hmm. So it's not maybe one has impact on the other, but I would mm-hmm. not say that cryptocurrency uh, the uh, the that was, I think at the end of the day that's the revolution as it all being able yeah. to cut out established systems like the bank. Being able Mm -hmm. to run, you know, you could take, you could farm, you could make money without being uh, burdened by the regulations, low entry barriers. I don't need to go to anybody. Have a minimum of two thousand, have a minimum of three thousand. Cut out all the systems, and I think at the end of the day, those systems came together. Mm
1: -hmm. The
3: cryptocurrency was designed as a peer-to-peer form of transaction, and I think that's like it came together as a whole, and that's the revolution in itself.
0: Oh, wait,
3: interesting, Chioma. Okay, so for me, um
2: just like victoria said, the, the the need for peer to peer um transactions is actually mm-hmm. the root of the entire revolution.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's a group of people who decided well, we think that the centralization of um currencies is is giving a few so much power mm-hmm. to control mm-hmm. our lives and what happens to us and then they decided what if we can transact businesses we can we can we can run transactions and do things without the need of a third party mm-hmm. and that was how p2p was born that was how digital currencies was born so um, it's actually the driver of the ecosystem. So it's in fact one of the one of the things that I think P2P is doing to the blockchain industry is mm-hmm. it is through P2P we can we can actually see practical utility or practical use cases for cryptocurrencies. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean without without the ability of you to move money from me to you from it without um, intermediaries, how do we use them? I don't know if you get my point. So yeah. basically it's the it's the, the, the P2P um iota or atom of the the of cryptocurrencies that is actually driving adoption or that is actually driving the entire ecosystem. So I agree with what Victoria said.
0: All right, interesting. And before you actually go to the last, you know, I want to talk about, you know, basically some of the P2P exchange exchange platforms in Africa. There's a question from someone here who is asking, I think uh, Victoria brought it up, uh, talking about one of her friends being accosted or being arrested for using, uh, you know, having a map on the phone. And someone wants to know here, so what is what is the public doing to enlighten to enlighten the government? Uh, that's the question I'm reading to enlighten the government, especially in Nigeria about you know maybe the benefits of using crypto to avoid really embarrassing those that know about it and are missing, making use of it. So if, for uh, example, my friend is arrested for having crypto, you know, how do I approach it? How do I make the government know, no, this is actually a you know a legit transaction. There's no, it's not a Ponzi scheme or anything. Is there anything the public is doing? Who 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 understands, for example, uh, how crypto works? How do you approach the government, tell them, hey, here, look here, these are P2P platform, nothing, you know, there's nothing fishy around me doing this business. Like I've seen in Kenya, of course, what the government did, uh, the central bank, knowing with the the CBDC they're planning to launch, then you know public participation. Are we seeing that in Nigeria as well?
2: Okay, um, I don't think the government is unaware mm. of what cryptocurrency is. Mm. Neither do I think that um the law enforcement agents are unaware, mm. but what was seen in um, in, in the country is the ignorance as yeah. to how much you know about a particular thing. Mm-hmm. Of course they may be aware, but they have not taken time to 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 dig in deep and get to know what these things are. And then more than ever, um, the public is doing a whole lot, especially mm-hmm. those that are in the space. Mm-hmm. I know that there's um, there's education or orientation going on in different parts of Nigeria, being sponsored by different exchanges. I've heard of I've heard of FTX sponsoring orientation programs, Binance sponsoring orientation programs, mm-hmm. and a lot of these... Um, international exchanges are sponsoring orientation programs in campuses, in schools, in different places, in organizations, trying to let people know that these are not scams. Yeah. Well, you know, the populace um, in in around 2014, 2015 when we had the MMM scan and all, you know, a mm. lot of people got involved in MMM and were scammed. Mm. So Ooh. Cryptocurrencies came after that um, period. And -hmm. so there was this um, um, mind link to MMM and other Ponzi schemes, looking at cryptocurrencies as one Uh. of other Ponzi schemes. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. But... The and good team? thing is, there are mm. people paying the price to gain yeah. education. There are people paying the price to learn about cryptocurrencies and all the other asset class in the blockchain industry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, oh, yeah. of course, it's not just cryptocurrency. There's is, there is, there is, um, a metaverse, there's yeah. NFTs, and then mm-hmm. other, other asset classes. So there are people paying the price, and these people are educating others.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So... The government is aware; they are mm. just not taking out time to to learn more and then be able to guide participants in in, in the sense of making policies and
0: and all. All oh, right, interesting. And and maybe, Chum, before you were cut off we were just talking about you know, are we seeing like just yes, you spoke about how your friend was arrested and actually, they you know uh, just put up. I mean, it was because he had a, you know that ad. So to avoid having such, you know, cases, this was a question that came in from a participant. Are we seeing any public participation in Nigeria, you know, about, you know, the government or the central bank inviting people to say, okay, this, let's sit down and talk about CBDs, let's talk about the E-Naira, let's educate people, you know, how would you go and educate the public about the E-Naira and all that? Are we seeing that in Nigeria, just to avoid embarrassing cases like what your friend went through?
3: Well. The truth is, I don't think so, because I believe that they, they are fully aware. Because I, I think I've left that point where I think the Nigerian government is not so aware of what is happening. See, most mm. of these people, you check their track record, they are very intelligent people who mm. have done things before coming into politics. You would mm. see someone that, that is a son. Like for you to become a son is not, is not child's play. Sharing yeah. bread or slippers in the market mm during elections. So I would not say that they are not aware. They know what they are doing. I just think it's, I I wouldn't, sometimes I don't understand what it is in all honesty. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to even say, this is what I think. I I wouldn't, like I can't even place it because these people are very knowledgeable people. They see what is happening in the global space. They see Mm -hmm. what, they are well-informed, they are well-traveled. So I just think they mostly just don't apply it back home. Mm -hmm. But I think one of, at the end of the day, we, with the in era at the end, like I just think the in era could be a step because the fact that they have a crypto of their own, even though it's not doing well,
1: mm-hmm. it's
3: a step to say that they know that okay, cryptocurrency is something and it can be useful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you get the point because even looking at the in era itself, we had fintech companies that could work on it. Nigeria yeah. would still rather take it outside. So I think we have a lot of things we could work on as a country. But I wouldn't say on the part of government there is so much change. But at least I, I, I listened to the vice president one time, making mm. a a talk on cryptocurrency, and he was so 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 correct on everything he was saying. He was so smart, so mm. put together. So I would say be are aware, and we could just we can just hope that the their level of awareness reflects in their decisions very soon. All right,
0: interesting. just as we come to an end you know, and maybe for anyone who's following the conversation and really want to understand, you know, some of the top, you know, uh, P2P extended platforms in Africa, you know, that maybe you've used or, you know, uh, you've, you've written about uh, Chioma, you know, maybe, you know, uh, actually, Victoria, you can go first here. What are, you know, let's talk about, you know, what are the, some of the top P2P extended platforms in Africa that actually people can use, or people can actually transact?
3: Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Hello.
0: Yes, can hear you. Oh, sorry,
3: I think my one is just messing up around the Please, please, can you yeah. come again with the question?
0: Yeah. So the question is maybe uh, you know as we come from and then this would be a good time for us to talk some of to talk about you know some of the top, uh, real not top, uh, some of the best P two P you know uh, Excel platforms that people can use. For those actually following the conversation, want to know some of the P two P platforms they can use. Which one actually would you advise them to, or just list any?
3: that you've used through work it. Well, I would say that um, in Africa, there are quite a number. We have, you know, mm-hmm. we have like Okex, mm-hmm. we have, um, there's this, we have um, so many others. I think one of the current, uh, most common ones, like uh, I think Patri- Patricia, a lot mm-hmm. of people to use Patricia, Okex, mm-hmm. but I would say personally, I mostly use Binance for my P2P. And I think Binance, although it's not African, by the end of the day, Binance, huh? that's like what I use. But I mentioned quite a number that I know mm. that's African-based and I know a lot of people actually use around me too. But as a person, because I have friends who use, okay, I know people use Patricia, but as a person, I mostly use Binance for my P2P exchange. And yeah, but I could like list some, but I've not used them. So I wouldn't list what I've not used, but those I can list. I'll say oh. I use Binance like 99% of that. Oh nice,
0: interesting. Uh Tioma and you.
2: Okay, um personally I use Binance and mm. um I think I've used um Quidax before too. Mm. But um I think when when choosing an exchange, a P2P exchange, it's just best to look at what you, what are your specific needs or peculiar Mm. needs? Yeah. Yeah, there there are some exchanges there um, that are very, very secured, Mm. you know, and there are others that you use them because of the number of um, currency pairs that they have. Mm -hmm. Others you use them because of the transparency or credibility. Others mm-hmm. you can choose to use them because of the user interface and yeah. user experience.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: so it, it depends basically on what works for you. What are your peculiar needs? Some of these platforms could include Paxful, Binance, local Bitcoins, Remitano, Hodo mm-hmm. Hodo, You know, so just just go online and run a little search to find out what what are the pros and cons of each of these exchanges and what are your needs and then you you you, you make a choice
0: yeah all right thank you so much and maybe victoria how do you identify a safe you know p2p exchange platform how do you identify a safe one to use
3: well i think one of the most popular terms we have in the blockchain spaces dyor it means do yeah. your research in everything, mm-hmm. you have to do your research. Whether yeah. you want to invest in a project, you want to invest in a coin, you want to use anything because, you know, just like I said before, we're still early in to the next thing. And the fact mm-hmm. that the system is highly decentralized, is supposed mm-hmm. to be, we are not yet, I don't think we've gotten really close to decentralization in a lot of firms. It's still, it's supposed to be highly decentralized. The chances of being rock pool is like very easy. So I would say that do your research extensively and look at the really popular platforms you get. I, I don't want to use the word popular, but like the, the platforms that are highly used. Because mm-hmm. if you look at Binance, for example, I know Binance is a, central, a centralized exchange. And yeah. for new that are getting into crypto, i mostly advised to go with centralized bodies. Because it gives them that level of safety. It's not like you're jumping out there on your own yet. Mm-hmm. Like Dexis. But like it gives them that level of safety because before anybody can withdraw from my Binance account now, okay. I need to be sent a message on my uh what's it called? On both my email and my phone address.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. Uh Choma, how do you identify for your safe P2P exchange platform? Um yes, I I love I love when Victoria mentioned your research.
2: It's- yeah. It's something you should not joke with if you want to participate in this decentralized mm. system or in this decentralized space. But um, usually, as if if you if you become experienced in the space, you can of course do your research and choose yeah. which oh. is, is okay for you. Mm. But if you're not experienced in this space, please and please. Go with the popular ones. It is is so safe. It is Mm -hmm. is so safe. Like, go with the very popular ones because then they have liquidity. Mm -hmm. You know, you can easily change your money into you know, fiat and use it whenever you want to. And then they have a lot of security measures put in place already to protect the the, the, the pool of customers that they have amassed over the years. So we yeah. just try to go with the very popular ones. And then, of course, as you grow in the space, you get to learn other, other um, um, things you look out for when choosing an exchange which um could of course include um the the markets i mean the 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 liquidity of that um exchange for instance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it should include the liquidity of the of the exchange it should include that you know the 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 theme behind that exchange you can't you can't just come up and then you know join a particular exchange when probably the, the the team members, most of the team members are anonymous, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And then you know just one person or two persons. No, you have to know the entire team and at least know one or two things about them, their track record, where have they worked yeah. before? what is what is their experience? Will your money be saved in the hands of someone like this? Yeah. I wouldn't want to shield any project, but looking at what is going on with Sunday Swap, I mean, there is just so much that will be left for you know a, a, a newbie
0: to hope for in in such projects. Well, oh, right. Thank you so much, Yoma. Thank you so much, Victoria. And thank you so much for, just, for being part of this conversation.
3: Sorry to cut, you because you made mention of liquidity. And like I know for a lot of newbies, mm-hmm. liquidity is probably something they will need to Google. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. when you talk of liquidity, basically, liquidity is, it's mainly, is mainly the rate at which you could change or you could transact.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: If you look at a very liquid market, for example, let me just make it as an example. If you look at the forex market, we'd say the forex market is a liquid market Mm -hmm. because of the rate at which transactions can be carried out. And if you look at real estate, for example, you would say real estate is illiquid Mm -hmm. because transactions cannot be carried out at the rate at which uh, transaction is carried out in forex. So liquidity is... Is basically, the uh, liquidity determines the rate at which transaction is carried out in a market. So that's what she meant by an exchange with uh, the, what's it called, the level of liquidity in an exchange. So it plays yeah. like Binance now very fast because transaction will move fast. So it's a very easy, uh, what's because it an exchange with very high liquidity. So just
0: chipping that in. Oh, all right, interesting. Uh, there's a question here before we end up. Someone is asking, you know, what is the way forward to this knowledge to get to the populace?
2: Okay, so um, what is the way forward? Yeah. You just talked about peer-to-peer transactions. And, so if you're asking what is the way forward, as is it as someone who is not a participant in the space, like someone who just wants to come in, or what is the way forward as to someone who is already a participant in the space. If you're already a participant in the space, of course, you should know your way around by now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then you should know how to um, do transactions without having to get into government hook. (laughs) In Nigeria, they tell you, please don't put anything that is crypto related in the description of the transaction. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And then if you're new to the space, you probably need to do a lot of research. In order to get yourself acquainted to how things go about or how how mm-hmm. things are done in the crypto in, in the blockchain industry, so yeah. that's basically how um, you get your feet wet.
0: All oh, right, interesting. And maybe Victoria can answer this last question. Some William is asking, "How can I make money online through P two P exchanges?"
3: Well, I would say that because I know a lot of exchanges for most of those that act as traders, they get rates. I'll say that research because I think it varies from exchange to exchange. I know some Mm -hmm. people determine their rates. They make money through the changes from rates to rates. Some make money using, because some don't even use some of decentralized exchanges. Like I said before, Mm -hmm. they trade Mm -hmm. from person to person. They have their own rates, And the fact that they offer you a more secure means of trading, because you know them, and of course, they can't rock pull you. They offer maybe a different charge, and the difference between the dollar, actual dollar, and what they give you is what they use in their trading um, profits. What it means by by trading, there are also different types of trading. Mm-hmm. You know, they also actually trade coin. You know, sell coin when, when the prices rise, and there are so many means, so I would say that. See, the the world is like everywhere in the crypto space. Whether you want Mm -hmm. to invest in NFT, you want to invest in a new DeFi project, I would say do your research. Like, you can't be lazy in the blockchain space. You have to do your own reading. We can tell you that, oh, this is what is working. This is what will help you. Mm -hmm. But nobody can help you if you are not willing to make the changes. You have to take this step on your own to make a lot of research on what you think would work for you. So the person has to just take chances, read extensively, mm-hmm. go on YouTube, dedicate maybe 30 minutes a day to research on the blockchains. If you step in to say you want to make fast money, I promise you will shock you. <laughs> because you could just make very silly mistakes. You know, in this space, a lot of newbies, there's something we call FOMO. They FOMO mm-hmm. in, like the fear of missing out. That's what it means. So they run in and a lot of times it doesn't end well. panic sell so just calm down do your research and see what form of crypto trading you would love to explore and how Mm -hmm. you could make money let me show you learn from the best and don't just jump in knowledge is very essential in this space that's why it's very important to break it down like uh, like she said before too and personally i'm so big on making sure that lines are so concise so understandable and even a, a complete newbie can understand. And I know a lot of people are doing that on YouTube too, and even on Medium and so many other spaces. So I would say, do your research and pick a form of trading that you think would work best for you. So you would not
0: maybe aid script at the end of the day. Wow, interesting. So keeping do your research, I think that answers, you know, uh, the question uh, Florence uh, in the chat was asking, how does he get, you know, other people transacting crypto again, just research, 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 and make sure you just get to work with trusted platforms. So, yeah, thank you so much, Victoria. Thanks so much, Tioma. Remember, we're doing the third episode of our Crypto in Africa talk, this conversation around crypto in Africa. And for this episode, we've been talking about, uh, you know, peer to peer exchange partners in Africa and. I've been hosting, uh, you know, uh, 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 Victoria, who is a blockchain content team lead at Sportex. And uh, Chioma, who is a freelance script writer. And, of course, we are expecting to see Benjamin Arunda, who are a manage big managed us. My name is Nixon Kanali. I'm a tech editor Tech TechCast Media. And, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions that you think we did answer, you can always just drop us a chat or slide into the Pacific Fund's LinkedIn DM. We're going to be sharing, uh, you know, their profiles right there through our different, you know, uh, in Africa platforms. Yeah, so I think that's it for now. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you so much, Yoma. And I hope we're going to get to interact more, you know, uh, through other platforms.
3: Thank you. All right.
0: Thank you so much for listening, for being part of this conversation, this podcast. Remember, this session has been fully organized by Crypto in Africa and sponsored by Bizin Africa, sportsbet.io in conjunction with bitcasino.io, the number one crypto sportsbook and casino betting platform in Africa. To join us as a panelist in any future discussions driving around Crypto in Africa, you can write us to us via support at cryptoinafrica.com. The Africa is Africa with a key.